Hare Krishna. Welcome. Uh, my name is Kishore Chandra, and this is Chit Chat. Uh, we come out here, myself and Jai Jagannath Prabhu, and we come out here every evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we speak about Chit. Chit is a Sanskrit word that means spiritual knowledge, and so we come on here every evening, and we discuss uh, various spiritual topics, and sometimes it gets uh, into the realm of politics, sometimes it gets into the realm of culture, of society, like this. So, welcome. Welcome, Sanket. Welcome. So we'll just wait for our Jai Jagannath to sign on, and we'll get started in just a moment. Welcome, Pat. Herbal. Welcome, welcome. So nice to see you here, Pat, coming since the very beginning. So we'll get started in just a moment. Just waiting for our Jaya Jagannath Prabhu to sign on and then we shall begin. Haripa, Haripal Hari Bhakta, Haripal Gerald, Hare Krishna. Ah, mm. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Gerald. Haripal Madhavapuri, welcome. And our Jay Jagannath has signed on. Welcome, Money Blue Skies. Hey, Paul. Uh, Krishna. Hari. Hello. Sorry. <clears throat> it's okay. How goes it? <sighs> um, yeah. What can be said? <laughs> it's another day. And sudden it's another day. Happens, so I, I guess it's all right. I think it's, I think it's laggy on your side a lot. I think it might be. And that's just the situation right now, unfortunately. Um, there's a lot of people in my house right now. Can you hear me, though? I can hear you, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of people in my house right now, and I'm having a very interesting experience because uh, I'll, I'll kick off our chat. It's a very interesting experience because two devotees, uh, our very dear friends, have come to stay with me over here in Ecuador, and they're going to be here for a while. So I was arranging for them to kind of come this evening or tomorrow morning, uh, and my family who's here with me, they're leaving tomorrow. They're leaving. And so I kind of, what I wanted to avoid was like, you know, in the middle of everyone packing and a bunch of people in the house, like have the devotees come in and like this, it's all over the place. However, it was unavoidable due to certain reasons. And so the devotees came and uh, it was so wonderful, but it's so interesting to see like differences of how, how devotees behave and how non-devotees behave. Because I, regardless of the fact that I'm trying to be a devotee, when I'm around my family, I very much, you know, accommodate to their needs and uh, accommodate to their ways of being. I actually had a really interesting moment. I kind of like, not went off, but I, um, I like kind of told my mom because we were at a restaurant. My uncle had invited her and myself and the restaurant was called House. And I was like, okay. I was like, Great. I don't know. I don't know if I have. Oh, okay. And then my mom was just like, 
well, let's see what they have for you because, you know, like, because we're, you know, we're very accommodating to you. And I said to her, and I had, that's where I had my moment. I was just like, excuse me. I was like, we're at a restaurant called Steakhouse. I believe the one that's being accommodating is me. And I let her have it at that moment. She was like, okay, fine, you're right, and like this, and whatever. And it's interesting, you know, I don't know if any of the people who are here, the listeners, the audience, we've heard this at the beginning, people who are newer to bhakti, people who have jobs in kind of the outside world, people who are still coming to terms or like maybe not living in an ashram setting where it's like, yeah, like this is how I behave when I'm around devotees. And then this is how I behave when I'm like not around devotees. And it, it kind of becomes this interesting split in how you behave or how you kind of like engage with the world. It's, it's very interesting, I find sometimes. So anyway, wait, let me just finish. So anyway, when the devotees arrived, they were like, um, can we sit on the floor? And I was like, yeah, not yet. I was like, not yet. I was just like, let's just wait it out for a little bit. And they were like, okay, okay. They were like, um, should we take off our shoes? And I was like, you should, but just, just, just wait a moment. Just, just wait until, <laughs> so it's like this interesting, like, you know, weirdness that I've been negotiating, navigating just now for the past hour. So that's where I'm coming from. <laughs> I'm reminded of this verse from the, um, naturally. Yanisha Sarabhuta now. Yasham Jagartimi. Tasham Jaganti Bhutani. Sanisha Pashutumini. And Krishna, what is night for a common man? That is the time of awakening for the self-control. Yes. The time of awakening for the common night for the introspective sage. So yeah, to be a sadhaka, like a, a serious spiritual practitioner, basically puts you at odds in a lot of ways with the sleeping, so to speak. The souls mm. that are asleep to spiritual rea reality, spiritual practice, spiritual conception <clears throat> and they may be family members and they may be friends but they're sleeping then you're yeah automatically kind of at, at odds mm. and i guess as devotees we have we have yeah you either try to navigate it or you get off or you <laughs> entertain it and try not and just like yourself going, going back to sleep mm. you know, and that's such alienating, a, alienating yourself from spiritual realities. Yeah. And I think that's such a nice way that you just put it of like, yeah, you know, I think that a lot of us, I mean, some of us are like straight up, I'm moving to the ashram or I'm only living in devotional communities. And that's wonderful. You know, like the, I did it for, you know, two and a half years living at the Bhakti Center like this. And I would see my family once in a blue moon. I would go once every, because they're, they're in New York sometimes and then they're here but i would go see them like once every two months like this but i really love the way that you put it when there is that sense of like i'm navigating or i'm mediating i'm putting myself in those situations but one has to be very aware and very conscientious of not going back to sleep because i think that you know maya's power is that she's very seductive you know it's the energy of the lord like it's very seductive so it's really easy to just be like Oh, this this cookie 
looks really good. Like, I don't, I don't see a problem. You know, it's very easy to just be like, okay, yeah, whatever. And I think that that's where, you know, one has to be very honest with themselves and where they are in their spiritual life and like how much you can handle and how much you can't handle, you know? And uh, if, if you're taking, if you're in that situation where like you're not completely surrounded by devotees all the time, you know, I've been in that situation for the past like four or five months and it's been very interesting. It's been very challenging for my devotional life. Um, but it was so funny when the devotees arrived, like we were talking, you know, cause the space is very schmancy and fancy and they were like, oh, they're like, it's just so interesting to see how devotees think, you know, they're like, oh we can do japa together here. And they were like, we can hold kirtans here. Like we can invite the devotees from Ecuador. And I was like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I was like, but keep your voices down because they can't know that we're gonna have a bunch of people over and do a big kirtan here. Like, you know, and it's like, however, it's really interesting the night and the day thing, because it's like having a kirtan with like a bunch of devotees is like, I'm, I'm sure my mom would be like, you know, I don't know about that. But not to call out my mom, you know, but I'm just going to call a spade a spade and say what was. Whereas, like, you know, she had a bunch of family over and friends over and they were like wasted, wasted till like two in the morning, <laughs> just like screaming, just like screaming, yelling, getting into arguments and conversations about politics. And it was like two in the morning. And I felt like a, I felt I told my mom, I joked with her the next day. I was like, I feel like. I felt like I turned into the adult and you turned into the teenager. It's like, why do you say that? And I was like, cause I was, I left at 1030. I was like, cause I was up in my room with the text ready to go on my phone. Like be quiet. I'm trying to sleep. I have to wake up tomorrow at 630 to do my sadhana. It's like teach my class. And so it's really interesting to see that like night versus day. What is night for the sage is a time of uh, awakening for, you know, those in the material world, et cetera, et cetera, like this, because it really is, black and white it really is night and day you know it's and it's really hard to navigate those spaces yeah i'm, I'm you know as i'm hearing you speak uh you know the, i'm reminded yes. of the matrix movie and in the matrix movie as long as you were plugged into the matrix then you were still kind of like a sock to be plugged into by any one of the you know the agents you could be an agent of the matrix suddenly if you were still plugged into the system. Those who were unplugged mm. from the system were not able to be used as a conduit for the matrix of uh, oppression. Mm. And this is probably not going to be the nicest thing to say, but um, <laughs> people who aren't subjects are like, you know, you're kind of like still plugged in to the matrix. And Sadhikas are also, we're, we're, we're just, we're like neophytes. You know, Neo, Neo was the name of the character, right? So we're like neophytes, we're beginners, and we just kind of got unplugged <laughs> um, mm. from the system, but we're still inside of the system. And it's still a mm. dangerous place, even if you've been unplugged. You know, yes. it's a dangerous place as long as you're inside the system. So we're unplugged, we become perhaps initiated, we become some practice seriously, but we're still in the, the system. So it's still a very dangerous place. And for all those who are yet to unplug themselves, then they can be ace of Maya at any moment. And you can become victim. 
You know, I, mm. I remember that in the, there's this one scene where like Neo at the, toward the end of the movie when he's like running from Mr. Smith and he mm. like, he like breaks into some like old lady's um, apartment building. She's like cutting up some vegetables. She's like old anything. Yeah. She's like cutting up some vegetables and then he's running toward the fire escape, but all of a sudden a knife is flying towards his head and he turns around the old lady's turned into Mr. Smith. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, this, this is one of the more palatable sort of topics of Shastra that people tend to kind of like be on with. But yeah, mm. basically, if you know that you are, you can be easily an agent of Maya and mm. um, in that sense, a threat, a threat to my, you know, ultimate liberation from the system, so to speak. Mm. The system that is Maya. Hmm. I really like that. I mean, I love The Matrix. It's one of my favorite movies. The first one. Two and three are also good, Yeah. But it starts to get a little... The first one. I mean, two and three are also good, but it starts to get a little Jesus-y. And I'm just like, wait a minute. What's happening? Not that I don't like Jesus. I love Jesus. But number, number one is the best one, everyone. But anyway, I really like this idea of being plugged in and then being unplugged. And even though I'm unplugged, I'm still in the system and it's still quite dangerous for me to, to be there because, you know, the, the socket is still there. And, you know, the plug can just, bop, and all of a sudden you're plugged. And so our bhakti, you know, I just like thought in my mind, like our bhakti needs to become unplugged. I thought that could be an, a cool shirt, bhakti unplugged. Isn't there MTV unplugged? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, I was thinking that. That could be like a total, like, I think Chit Chat is also cool. That could be like a total cool um, podcast sort of name, Bhakti Unplugged. Bhakti Unplugged. You heard it here fo first, folks. Bhakti Unplugged. Uh, we, could, we could call that, we could, when, we, when we start doing interviews with devotees, we can call it that, Bhakti Unplugged. But anyway, no, I thought that that was a really nice thing because it's just like, yeah, how do I, because I can be practicing, I think being a sadhika, difficult in Kali Yuga you know like we all have lived experience of that where it's just like I can be doing my sadhana and that's obvious there's there's beauty and there's worth in 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 and of itself of chanting Krishna's names but I can be chanting Krishna's names and doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing I could be chanting Krishna's names and I could be like you know using this finger to be like boop, 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 while I'm chanting Krishna's names I can be listening to kirtan, but I can have kirtan in the background, but, you know, doing something I'm not supposed to be doing on the computer, you know, like it can happen and it does happen, unfortunately. It's not to anyone to, to be blaming or judgmental, but it's just the reality that, that the maya is so strong and that it can really like, just like plug you back in, even though you're trying to run away from it, you're trying to get away from it. I did see the Animatrix. Have you seen the Animatrix, Jaya? I haven't, but I'm, it's on the list now. <laughs> good. It's really, really, really good. Things to, to be seen. Yes. On this topic, mm. um, we'll, we'll do the best we can, but you're breaking up a lot, and it's like breaking up the continuity, the flow, just throwing it out there. It's okay. It's because I'm in a different room today because Yamuna is in the room that I usually am in. 
So it's uh, it's uh, it's the situation. I want to say on the topic of being unplugged from the matrix, mm. you know, looking at it, the matrix essentially and other language from the Gita, the matrix um, is the gunas of material nature, of pakriti, uh, the sattva guna, raja guna, tamo guna. So to be unplugged from the matrix is to go beyond the gunas of material nature. And mm. Krishna says in the Gita that only by bhakti can one cross over the gunas. So only by bhakti can one cross over the gunas of pakriti. So it is for this reason that um, when you look at like, like the whole, this whole sort of narrative of good versus evil that we're all kind of preoccupied with, with the modern social landscape, it's like mm. actually this is what this is what it looks like to be plugged into the matrix. Mm. It means that you're being moved by the gunas of pakriti. So people are moved by sattva. Others and the vast majority of the modern population is moved by the lower gunas. And so uh, Krishna says in the Gita in chapter ten, me, verse ten, he says that the gunas are always competing for supremacy. Sometimes goodness winning passion and ignorance. Sometimes mm. passion winning over goodness and ignorance. And sometimes ignorance winning over good passion. They're kind of like always vying for supremacy. And so, and when you're plugged into the matrix, you're kind of, you kind of get thrown into this duality where you're either on the side of good or the side of evil. Mm. And then you fight. And then, you know, and, and then during the fighting process, you often switch sides, you know, so the person who was a victim becomes an aggressor and so on. And so when you look at what's happening in the world today, like from, it's just like everyone's just in the gunas of Pakriti. And although mm. um, ostensibly someone looks innocent and someone else looks pretty guilty, those positions are actually not fixed and they will keep mm. rotating around because all of us are plugged into the matrix. Suddenly we become Mr. Smith. Oh, we all got a Mr. Smith in us. Um, and uh, we may not like leave that, but we got Mr. Smith in us and suddenly it comes out mm. and we become, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? An aggressor or a victimizer. Is that the mm. victimizer? Someone causes another person to be a victim. Hmm. So in this way, um, we're all plugged into the matrix and anyone and everyone is kind of a danger to themselves, hmm. of course, and a danger to others. So unless there's a seriousness about spiritual life, then this, this dangerous situation is always there. Hmm. So, sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I think that something that's just one of the biggest follies of people and myself included, I'm a person, regardless of whether I'm practicing bhakti or not, is that I tend to forget a lot that the material world is a place of pain and suffering. And I tend to, I tend to forget that very clear fact that is stated by Krishna in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam 
I tend to forget that my ultimate destination is Krishna is trying to get to Goloka Vrindavan. It's Padam Padam Vipadam Natesham, that it is not that place of uh, where there is um, danger at every step, which is the material world. And so often we forget, I forget that there is danger at every step. You know, I forget that I'm just like, you know, I let my guard down. And that moment I let my guard down, like that old lady in the kitchen, it's like the agent comes in and it's like, oh, Maya got me, got, got plugged back in, the end, you know. And it takes a long time to kind of be able to bring yourself back from that. If you, if you do plug back into the, you know, into the matrix of Maya, into the matrix of the material world like this, it really takes a lot to like snap that cord and be like, no, like what am I doing? Like over here. And I think that that's the issue. It's like I forget that that is going to eventually it's going to cause me pain and suffering right now it might seem like ooh that you know that cookie looks good that drink looks good that person looks ooh they winked at me i winked at them oh whatever like whatever it is you know whatever it is it's so easy to get caught up in all of that and i forget that that's not my destination you know as a spirit soul that's not my destination my my ultimate purpose of life is to be a servant of krishna and is to be his eternal servant in goloka vrindavan which is a very high you know that's a whole but the thing is okay i'll make this point i think a lot of times we sh we how's the term like we sell ourselves short or we just don't believe in ourselves enough you know it's like well i'm a material i'm in a material body and this is kali yuga and like whatever you know like i think like this i'm not going to go back to godhead next life so oops you know i guess like whatever and it's like we lose um i i lose sight of that ultimate goal you know of that ultimate destination and so my bhakti becomes um weakened it becomes you know it becomes dull it becomes kind of just like not invigorated not enthusiastic because i'm losing sight of that big 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 huge purpose even though it's a, it's it's overwhelming sometimes to think like I got to get back to the spiritual world, you know, and it's really easy to get caught up in, I got to get a job, I got to make money, I got to get the girl, the boy, whatever, you know, so Maya has her way of seducing us and we lose our, our, you know, we lose our, our sense of directionality of, of, of our trajectory of the soul. Yeah, I, for this reason, and just pulling it full circle, for this reason, Astra generally recommends, especially for beginning practitioners, that they live in a dom <laughs> where practitioners are existing together because our tendency for forgetfulness is profound um, as a general rule of thumb. And when you're a practitioner in the beginning stages, the tendency for forgetfulness is still pretty profound. And therefore, the general recommendation is to live amongst sadhakas. Mm. Even, I mean, even so much so, um, specifically, there are recommendations to live in holy places where there are always large portions of sadhakas gathering together. That may not seem practical, suggesting that as a thing that you should, anyone should do particularly. But just as a general rule of thumb, because the forgetfulness is so profound, um, the need to live amongst practitioners is equal. Otherwise, mm. this other profound problem becomes, you know, magnified. 
That's why I'm trying to get to Brindavan. I just a couple of days. Like, how am I going to get to Brindavan? Sorry, I, I'm probably, that's probably getting morbid at this point. It's still in my head. actively checking India's borders and seeing when is it going to open. And I'm speaking to my friends who live in Vrindavan. I'm just like, when's it, the ones that are still there in Vrindavan, I'm like, when's it opening up? I need to get, and I've even said, you know, it's really on my mind because I've even said, even if I go back to New York, even if I go back to Ecuador or stay in Ecuador or whatever, before I do that, I need to go to Vrindavan for at least three months and just like recharge from this, degrading, demoralizing situation that has been COVID and being separated from devotees. I mean, I feel very grateful that I'm here in Ecuador and that um, things are a little bit more open here, like open in terms of like places are open. So the kirtans that I have been going to are like inside, like inside the temple, inside. And it's been really, really like life giving. And uh, even my friends, the devotee friends who arrived today, they were like, is there Kirtan tonight? And I was just like, yes. I was like, let's go. Great, let's go. So we're going to Kirtan tonight. And, and so I think that that's so, it's just so necessary because, this, you know, we've talked about this a lot, you and me, Jaya, that like the COVID situation in general has been very degrading. It's been very demoralizing. Um, spiritually, it's been very, it's left many of us very defunct, you know? And so I personally, I'm like, get me to Vrindavan for at least three months and let me just be in the Dham and like, and like this, you know, do the parikramas like, like this. And please, Krishna, you know, I'm really praying, like, get me there, like somehow or another. So when I find out that the borders are open, Jaya, I'll tell you, and all chit chatters do as well. So you can come to Vrindavan as well. <laughs> Yeah, I try not to be depressed, but I guess the message for today is that if you want to unplug from the the matrix, the Maya, then keep your sunny of the the true satam. Um, sometimes the, the word satam means devotee. It means satam means a person who meditates on the absolute truth. Um, I've I've seen it's the, the company of the true I, I really appreciate that mm. translation for some reason you want to be unplugged from the maya and keep yourself in the company of the true guys mm. anyone can be an agent of mr smith and you will be finished mm. thank you jaya and i also think i really like what money blue sky said you know we were bringing up this point of i spent a long time thinking i'm not going back in this life. I'm not going back to the spiritual world. I'm not going yeah. back to Godhead. And it's so hard. She says it's so hard to turn my thinking around to, I got to try and get back, you know? And I think that another message of today is that like when, when I have that mindset, you know, when I, when I become a, de when I get defeated and I have that mindset of, oh, I'm not going back in this, you know, lifetime, it's so much easier to get sucked back into the material world. It's so much easier to get sucked back into the matrix because my, my sights are not set high, you know, I'm not setting the standard high. And so, yeah, even though it's super hard, Money Blue Skies, trust me, I know I go through this challenge a lot. It's like, how do I, how do I turn that thinking around so that it's like, no, I am going back to the spiritual world. You know, I am going back in this lifetime, regardless of how bad it gets. And I know the connection has been a little... Me. 
I know the connection has been a little off today, and for, for apologies for that. But I think we'll come to a close for this chit chat because it seems like the connection is falling apart drastically right now. <laughs> so um, thank you all for being here, and we'll be here tomorrow at six. Thank you, Sanjeevan Yurada. I'm waiting. Thank you, Money Blue Skies, for your sweet comments. Thank you, Madhavapuri and Shyam and Pat and Gerald and uh, Sean and everyone who's here, uh, Kavi, everyone who comes every evening, Jasmine. So we'll be here tomorrow at 6 p.m. and we'll see you then. Thank you, Jaya. Haribo. Thank Adi. you.